Hey everybody, it's uh, Dog Training with Patrick. This next episode that I'm about to play for you is um, a consultation that I did uh, about a dog again. Just unsure about their be owners were unsure about the dog's behavior and how do you, how do you start to correct some of these behaviors before they go kind of bad? And uh, the dog again was a dog that came, kind of came up from the street and um, just really unsure of the history of the dog, maybe what it's been through in certain situations that it could encounter. They said, you know, they've had a couple um, issues with the dog going after each other and things like that. And um, so the, the consultation overall went really well. Um, and after meeting her, I kind of explained some of the th things that you would like to do to help curb some of the behavior. I said it was only a consult, so I did not actually go into actual work. I mean, the beginning work is always obviously finding a vocabulary to use to build that foundation that you want to have built for uh, the reward system in place. You know, you got to get everything in place before you can uh, start to um, show the dog what you want to do. So it's like, you know, at the beginning, you know, you got to be organized. So you got to say, okay, what does my dog really love? Does it like hot dogs? Does it like chicken? You know, what it is that that you can bring into the and bring in as a motivator for your dog to help get them to want to perform and be able to help them shape into certain behaviors or redirect from certain behaviors. And a lot of times I think it, it comes to, you know, we get a dog and, um, you know, we want them to behave or we're embarrassed by, the, by their behavior and we, we want to get a reaction quick. And sometimes it's just not that way. Sometimes we got to take a step back and say, okay, the end result of what I want from every single behavior that happens with this dog is no matter what happens, the end result is I will have the dog's complete attention and I will be able to direct the dog where and how I need them to be in the face of what's going on. So regardless if you get caught in the tornado, so to speak, the end result before you move on to any other thing, before you remove the dog from the situation, that the dog gives you the end result. And the end result is always giving you the attention not giving the thing that is being bad over the attention, but always making sure they always redirect right back to you for the attention. So this next episode is, is, is based off that. Again, a um, little update on Lily. She's doing the keto diet. She's doing great. Um, I'm going to probably up her protein a little bit. I'm gonna go get her weight tomorrow and to make sure that her weight is still on point, that she is you know, either maintaining her current weight or she's putting a little bit more weight on. She's really lean right now, not showing getting hurt or anything um, to the point where you know you would think that she's uh, being underfed or anything like that. So just gonna make sure that she's getting the right amount of calorie intake and the right amount of uh, proteins to help her body recover. She seems healthy, she seems like she likes it. And like I said, throughout the day, we're, I'm feeding her a grain-free kibble to um, work with training. So she's getting training and as, as, as our day goes on, we mark behaviors that we like to see in the house. And then tomorrow we'll actually be using hot dog outside, which is part of the keto diet, even though it's a lot of mixed, different, different. you know, you don't really know what's in a hot dog. All you know is what's on the nutritionals. And, and the big thing about a keto diet is making sure that they're high in fat, high in protein, and low in refined carbohydrates. So it's just gonna be used for a treat to kind of like help work with her outside with her prey drive. And again, you know, one of the things in here um, in this podcast I talk about 
is how to get your dog's attention outside. You know, the, I, we talk a lot about the dog running the fence. Well, it's no different from here when my dog wants to run after rabbits. So Lily is going to learn tomorrow that, hey, it's better to stay with me, and I'll go ahead and I'll do my best to videotape it the best I can. Maybe it won't even happen, but we'll work outside in the middle of the day so that way I have heat on my side and it'll help wear her down a little bit faster. I'll definitely have water and everything else out there for her and some shade if she needs to lie down. But that's the ultimate goal, is to get the dog to just relax. And um, don't have to be mean about it, but if the dog's gonna pull, the dog's gonna pull. There's not a whole lot you can really do about it. You can jerk and do everything else that's gonna be mean, or you can kind of let the dog figure out that's not the best option for them. Once they realize something is not working, they will always try something else. And usually, this, usually before they, Usually when they're getting ready to try something else or they actually do try something else, they always seek somebody's approval. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, this, these people were a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed working with them today. I hope, hopefully maybe I get to come back and see them again um, and see some awesome progress. But until next time, you guys uh, have, have a good time. Stay training. Remember, patience is the key. So we'll talk to you later. Bye. Excited or bad? About the dogs next door? Yeah. Usually it's a... A, a frustration type of deal. Usually um, it's not anything that's serious. But... Um, uh, it's not anything that's usually serious as much as it is. There's, there's something in the way. So if you notice that your dog's always been friendly um, any other time, then that's probably all it is, is that it's just the fence. So like if you get a dog on a leash, a lot of times people can sit there and, you know, they'll be passing a dog on, they'll be passing a dog that's on a leash over there and this dog's still jumping and barking and everything because there's nothing but excitement. So the, the fence fighting, it just depends on what it looks like. And, and I mean, usually, I, have you ever taken them to a dog park or anything like that? Um, she's kind of hit or miss with dogs that she likes, so no, I've never, never taken her. So even the dogs that you brought in, it's been like hit or miss. She's either growled or done something. Yeah, like she likes our dog, our other dog that we have, but I've taken her home to my parents' house, and one of the dogs she didn't like off the bat, and the other one she liked, so. Okay, so it was just kind of, was it a big dog, small dog? Um, big dog. The one she didn't like was a bigger one, and then she liked the little basset hound. Okay. Big dog she didn't like, though? No. no. Is she a big dog? Um, she's about 50 pounds. 50 pounds? Yeah. Something. Okay, so this is jumping on people and they're just kind of curious about her overall behavior? Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead and let her run. Okay. <laughs> that's not her barking, actually. That's my other... Like, I, I'll leave her up. <laughs> Let's let her go. Some treats in there, maybe. Maybe we can have some treat now. Get my food. Bag. But that's a. Uh, it's skittish. That's nervous, and, and that's why they. That's why some of the behaviors can go the way that they go. Because if she doesn't know how to deal with that, and there's no one there to help her, she can get kind of. She can get kind of. Kind of unsure.
and then whatever decides she's going to make work that, that at that moment, that person doesn't react any normal or doesn't go to the normal routine that she's used to, then she can go into that nervous barking, more excitement. And the other dog's probably helping her trigger that as well. Yeah. So that's probably, probably part of it as well. So all I'm doing here is I'm waiting for something other than the licking. So this is just being related to uh, something a little bit different. <laughs> no, uh, no. And she's especially a little bit yes. different like that with guys. Yeah. A little bit more. So for me, since so I know I know her level of anxiety is very low, just because she's taking treats and I don't know how motivated she is with food, but um, it seems like she's pretty motivated here for my bacon treats. <laughs> but all I'm doing is I'm asking I'm I'm starting a relationship by asking her just to give me some eye contact to give her enough confidence to say eye contact is okay. Uh, I'm not trying to say I'm I'm trying to dominate you or anything like that. I'm just saying eye contact is what opens up my hand for the reward and that way I can kind of tell her you know how, <laughs> what I want her to do for me which is just just really uh, hey, yeah. Good. <clears throat> and so if I keep her mind focused hey yes <clears throat> if I can keep her mind focused on doing something she's going to work through this anxiety and actually have confidence with what I'm asking so if she's really hungry or really wants the food no hey good if she really if she really wants the food She'll say, no, get out of my bag. <laughs> yes. So I'll mark the behavior with a word. I usually use the word yes. And so I'm telling her how I want her to interact with me. And this is kind of like the same thing that you would do if she comes across a dog or anything else, not ask for the eye contact from her, but you would show her. Because she, she would look to you first. She'd always look to you uh, before she, she would act out. Yes. <clears throat> and every time that she looks at me, I'm telling her what I want, how I want my interaction to go with her. So like I said, it's different because I'm teaching her what I want from her at this moment. In reality, you'll be teaching her what you want from her with, with a third party. You know, so the, for, for me, I'm just settling her that anxiety to where I become more of a friend, more of somebody that's something that she can trust. But it's all about the structure that I give her as well. So I'm not just giving her the reward to say, I, I want to be your friend. I'm saying, no, I want you to interact with me a certain way. And I'm telling you how to interact with me. And so this ends up becoming the process that you want to use when you teach her, no. So she does that. She's, you know, all about me is all, yes. Anything that she does when looks at me, as long as she does it respectfully, she's going to get the reward every single time. Uh, yes. <clears throat> And so it just goes with the, just one little word. And all I'm doing is I'm, and I'm marking her behavior. Marking the behavior of, yes, <clears throat> of what I want to see, and then she gets the reward. So a lot of times discipline and everything else comes to a point where your discipline and your reward system are within two to three second windows. So she come over to you for comfort. <laughs> yeah, see? So she's... So she's so she's looking to you and now, now I'm getting more of a tail wag and she's getting more excited. So every time she comes over to me, she, she interacts with me and then she goes back to you to say, is that right? You know, that, they, they always come back. They always say, is this what you're looking for for me? Is this what, is this what, is this okay? You know, and then, but if there's nobody there to give that feedback or it's absent in that moment, she's got to make a decision. And if she's naturally nervous at certain times, that's what's going to take over, and that's where you get the, I'm unsure about the dog. In reality, she's, in reality all she's saying is, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to interact? What is the, what is the, 
what is what is what is the goal here um and that's what that's what that's what her goal ends up being and it doesn't it doesn't even have to be high value trees these are just um actually got the, got these for free but <laughs> someone didn't want them you know they're like hey do you, do you care i'm like no yeah <laughs> it's like i'm garbage disposal i'll take it <laughs> yes and so when i market behavior so so if I'm out and she's fence fighting and it's not something that I want her to do, I'll, I'll attach a leech to her. And the best, best way to do it is work separately from the other one. So if, you, if the other dog's out, I'd be like, oh, that's an opportunity. And I would, I would bring out a leash and I would take her out. And i try and ride that wave until she finally stopped trying to pull and get to the fence. And once she turned back around, if she's really food motivated and really calm at that situation, she'll stop and she'll look at you. And she does, you mark that behavior and say, that's exactly what I want. And you bring her back to you, and then that way you can start working with her. Now, every time she charges the fence, she feels tension because she's on a leash. But every time she comes back to you and sits and, be, and, is, and is respectful, she's going to get rewarded. Yes. You don't say anything while she's doing it? You just I mean, no, because it doesn't, it's not going to register. You know, when you take her out, explosion. You know, that's why, that's why I didn't say anything to her here. I just let her figure it out. So I'm going to ride that wave of her going in. This is low-level stuff here. This is, this is just an example of what you would want to do. This is just low-level. So I'm saying, do what you want to do here. Blow yourself out. Do whatever it is, but you're not getting rewarded. That's not what's going to open me up for you. Okay. So what? So as soon as, yes. So as soon as she settles, I mark that behavior and say that. That's exactly how I want you to interact with me. So when you see me, I want you to just give me eye contact. You know, so so that way, so so you notice I took the skittishness away. Yeah. So she she immediately warmed up, and she was immediately you know the skittishness decided to turn away. Now she gets removed from the room for thirty seconds or so, and comes back in. She'll react the same way because her her moments are her moments until she actually smells me again are within those one or two seconds. And if she's not being visual, she's not being social. Or if she's being visual, she's not being social. The social is more about, I'm curious, let me come up and I see you, let me come up and investigate and smell you. You know, when, 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 those, when those things happen, is that tea? <laughs> oh, the air. It's old house. I was still moving in. Still, 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 still moving in. Yeah, so, so for me, it's about, it's about, what do, yes. It's about if I can mark the behavior, and every single time that I do that, I'm not asking her for anything. I'm just, I'm just asking her to give me what she's already learned. And she's just learned, yes, and she's learned to give me that behavior. It's no different from when you work it outside or when you work it inside. The difference is, is the level of, mm -hmm. the level you're dealing with and how long it might take. But the patience is, 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 is the key when you, when, you, when you actually start to work with her with high-level stuff. So that's, that's why it's easy to, to learn the marking words in low-level, like, like I'm doing with her right now. Yeah. So how do I correct? Yes. So if I come home and she's jumping on me, or like when company comes over and she's jumping on them, so that's the do third, you just ignore her until she sits or something? And you can, and that's, that's what they call catching the behavior, or you can have a leash on her. And um, so like if I, if I brought my leash out, <clears throat> Different leash here. Here we go. <clears throat> if I brought, if I brought a leash out to her and I put it on, and she's like, oh, oh, I got you, I got you. She's like, no, 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 no. Here we go. Come here. That's yeah, okay. Come here. And we're gonna. There we go. So now, now to gain trust with this tool, this is more of an example. There we go. Yes. <clears throat> so she moves forward. I mark it. So if she, if, if I have, if I have a position of something that, say you're the guest, 
I want. I don't want her jumping. I gain control. Hey, I gain control by taking that that space. So, can you sit? Not really. Yeah. Can you sit? Come on. So this that would be a little insecure, but I want to be between her and what she wants to get after. So if I if she has trust with you, this would be easier. So then, as soon as she stops and she relaxes a bit, I will mark that behavior and I'll reward it. And I'll continue to do so until she offers me that behavior. And then I'll, uh, I'll bring her to what she wants to see. Okay. And then so, so that way she learns and says, okay, during these experiences when people come over, I'm back here and I'm protected. So you take the front and then that way, that way she does act up, you can direct yourself to her. You can say, nope, that's not what I'm looking for. And you can see I can back her up. So that way she gets further away of what she wants. And you can just bring people in and be like, yes, okay, you can come in. But then you direct 100% of your attention to her. And as soon as she gives you something that you want, the instant that she gives it, that's when you mark it. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> so that way I can bring her back into it. Hey, nope. So her tail's down because she's trying to figure out. So like everything that she's doing right now, she's trying to figure me out. She's sitting there going, well, this guy's a little different. This is a little different than I'm used to. I don't, I'm not used to this tool. I'm not used to this. So everything about her in this ritual, for me, is that whatever she's had in the past, is I try and just shape something completely different. Because then it makes her have to adjust her life. And so a lot of times, some dogs will resist. Some dogs will just go right into it. <laughs> yes. And so I want her to understand that, that for me, it's all about it's all about creating something new. And when you create something new and she has to figure it out, it gives you options because she's not going to react a certain same way. And it gives you options to sit there and say, okay, I got this little bit of window to really make it. She's thinking about what's happening. And now I can go ahead and bring it back and say, okay, this is what I want from you right now. <laughs> you, you, out on my, you out on my treats? <coughs> no. <clears throat> hey. thing is that I changed, put my hands on my hips, doesn't like that. <laughs> so anytime environment changes and that she doesn't feel comfortable with, she'll go back through and she'll go, at, she'll go after it. So, so she's saying, okay, please tell me it's okay. You know, what do you, what do, how do I interact with this? How do you protect me? And nine times out of ten, dogs will do that. Dogs will be like, how do, you, how, how do I protect? You know, uh, can you protect me? And so she doesn't feel like she's being protected or she's looked to you and she's circled and she's gone back around. Then, she, then that whatever, whatever's worked for her in the past, she'll go after again. So if, it, if it, the growl or the bark worked to where, you know, she, she, if there's company over, she gets moved to a different room or to, and then the door gets shut, then, that, then to her, that's, that's everything that's working perfect for that behavior that she's giving. She's saying, yes, that's, they showed that, I got out of it, I didn't have to deal with it, I didn't have to learn to, to adjust. Yes. And as you can see, the, the yawning that she's doing, she's trying to work through it. So the yawning and everything that happens that she just gave, that's a sign of I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, it's also a sign of nervousness and I'm unsure, that kind of thing. But it's okay if she's staying in that in the in the fire, so to speak, she's staying next to me. She's still trying to work through it. So she, what we're doing is we're trying to give her confidence. We're saying every time I mark a behavior that you give me that I like, I'm going to love on you and reward you 100%. Mm -hmm. But if you give me a behavior I don't like, I'm also going to mark that with a negative reinforce, which would be like no, and then it would be followed through by tension. So if she if she pulls on the leash, 
it would be first before she pulls on the leash, before she even gets to the end, would be a no or a, or a firm no. And then as soon as she pulls, that's what the, that's what the follow through is. Okay. Follow through is, as soon as I say no, this is going to happen. You know, whether or not it's, it's tension on a leash, you, you, you directly move into her, her space, you give her social type pressure to where you get in her, you get directly over to, on top of her and you're telling her no. Those kinds of things are follow, are follow throughs on no. It's not just, I need you to sit. You know, it's like that, that to me is just social pressure. Dog just gives in to the pressure to sit. It doesn't actually mean they, they understand what it means to sit or that they have confidence with the, with the cue. It just means that they're like, oh crap, I need to sit into it. And they never really understand the actual word of sit and they never have the confidence to want to offer it up to you because it's not, that all they're worried about is, hey man, if it relieves the pressure that they're putting on me, then I'll do it. And that's what they learn. And that's like nine times out of 10 of the people that I go see is that when the dog knows sit, it's because they've either been leaned into and then they'll, they'll put the butt on the ground <clears throat> if I walk in, we'll put the butt on the ground just to relieve the pressure because then I'll back up and I'll say, oh, good job. And then I'll, and I, and I'll read in there. But the dog's sitting there saying, I know if I put my butt on the ground, they will back off. And, that's, and that to me is about discipline. That's not necessarily about teaching the dog anything. The dog's learning, okay, the pressure sucks. doesn't feel good. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sit down and do that instead of the dog saying, oh my God, you got, you got a reward? Let me just go sit down, lay down, stand up, twirl around and everything yeah. else. Let me get super excited, see what I got to do to get that. What is the behavior you're looking for from me? And so when she, when she has a clear understanding that, there's, that this is a, this is a exercise that she's going to learn something, she's going to be more, much more apt to, to try and figure out what it is that she has to do to get what you have. Whether or not it's a ball, whether or not it, whatever her main driver is outside, is what I would use. And I would only use it when I work with her until she gets what you're asking down. And once she starts to really get what you ask of her down to where it's like, okay, I know if we're both outside together and that dog's out, I know if I don't chase after the dog or fence fight, I know we get this. Yeah. And so then, then that tool comes out and then you utilize it the whole time the dog's outside. So now the experience gets related into, you know, I play fetch or I do this. Um, and, and that's how you change the association of that experience. You have to mark it at the right time, um, good and bad. But the, the bad should usually come into play. And like I said, you're not gonna have, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be picture perfect every single time because you're dealing, you never know. that You can be outside, everything's good, the other dog gets let out, now you're in the middle of it. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's real life. And so that's why I always say, if you can't, if, if, if she's super strong and it's hard to control, then you, then you just wait it out, you ride that storm, and you just hold on. And once she tires herself out, blows herself out, and she actually looks at you, then I would mark the behavior with a yes. And I was like, okay, come here, good job. And then she's like, wait a second, I got a treat for looking? Okay, let me, and then you can, then you can start and coach her into different positions and things like that and redirect the mind from what's going on over there, and then she gets related to a better experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. that makes sense. <clears throat> but it's, it's very difficult for her to, um, it's very difficult for you to say anything to her when she gets uh, when she's super excited out there running along the fence because you're like you can be sitting there calling her name every other thing in the book, but if if, if it's not stronger than what she's doing, if it, like stronger than the attention she's already got, it's already gone. She's already done. Like and all you're doing is wasting your breath and energy to try and get a hold of her. Best thing you can do is just have a leash on her and say, fine, do whatever you got to do but I'm not moving and you're not moving any further than this leash. 
once you stop and, you st and, and I get a different result from you, I'll mark that behavior and then I'll try and redirect it. As soon as you start up again, I'm going to ride that wave and let it go on until, you're, until you blow yourself out. But you're not going to have any fun doing it besides choking yourself and everything else. Yeah. And so that's, to me, that becomes the negative, the negative behavior for her. Like, <clears throat> get out of my bag. <laughs> this is Kyle. Hi, Kyle. <laughs> Patrick, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Sure. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I wore it to the premiere. Night. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good movie. <laughs> you guys saw it? Yeah. yeah I, was, I, I enjoyed it. I like. I mean, it got such crappy reviews, but the uh, well, the first one, the first one didn't, but the last one that just came out. Yeah, um, I definitely like the first dress. The first one. Yeah. yeah. I thought the uh, the new one was remake of the second one. So we went and watched yeah. the second one again. About about them going back to, to getting on mainland or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Almost, we were like, wow, that really is kind of. Like I think the I think the next movie is gonna be like a post-apocalyptic type cool, type type uh, where the dinosaurs take it all back. Kind <laughs> yeah. Of thing. Yeah. But um, but for her that I mean like for her to be able to work through the barking and everything and to have 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 uh, have her attention is a good thing. And so that's a that's a good that's a good indicator. So no. <clears throat> so I'll wait her out again. Yes, and then I'll mark the behavior when she's giving me something better, when she's actually respecting my space. So just like just like dogs don't like pressure, I don't like the social pressure of a dog leaning in on me. Okay, so this is it's a. But having another dog at a very high level excitement is something good to work with when you work with them because. Because she, she's already, she, she's just, she's learning to kind of go around that and say, okay, well, this behavior that normally would happen if one dog, they were both separated, she would be running around, being nervous, and everything else. But now she's actually starting to kind of use her nose better and be be a little bit more social about things, which is good. I, 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 yes. And so as soon as she stops, and, and and I like and I like the tail that you know it's it's low because she's trying to figure it out. She's like, I really I really mean you no harm. She's a sweet girl. Yeah, she's like, I mean, you no harm, but at, at the at the same time, it's like, it's still not 100% sure. That's why the tail, like, every time walks over, she walks over to you, it's whole butt's going, and when she walks over to me, it's, yeah. She's like, what do I do with this guy? And and that's normal, I mean, because she doesn't know me at all. You know, all she's like, she's like, well, I'll take food from anybody. <laughs> she's like, I'll, yeah. Yeah. And, and, one, and one way if she's definitely food motivated is, is that I always tell people, if, you know, treats are expensive. Um, so if you, if you cut back her food and you say like half her ration and you, and you say, I'm going to deliver her half of her other ration in a, in a bag or a treat bag that I'm going to have next to me. If I'm able to do this all day at home with her, I'm going to have this next to me. And whenever she does something right that I love and I'm going to have a leash on her, she's going to go room to room with me. Whenever she does something right that I love, I'm going to mark that behavior. I'm going to take a room to room with me outside, and I'm just going to keep marking that behavior. And she gets the other half of her food throughout the day instead of breakfast and dinner. Yeah. So you, you cut one of them out, and you say, okay, for these, you're going to earn it all day. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that way she stays hungry and extremely motivated for that. So like if you're outside and say she does start barking, and she knows you got food on her, and then you say, and say you work with her name, you teach her her name, and she responds to it, and that, that makes her focus on you. And that's really the beginning of what I'm doing for her, is, 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 is I have a reward, look at me. As soon as, she, as soon as she gets in the habit, which she already is, then I would say her name. And then, she, and then each time, then that becomes the cue. So if I say her name, then I go to different levels of distraction, and eventually outside when she's running the fence, and I could say her name, if she responds, I'm gonna love on that and mark it all day. 
-hmm. Even if she gives it to me for a second, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it, hit the reward, and that way, I can work up and, and work longer time for that. If I can get her name up to three to five seconds, then I know I can properly redirect her behavior from her chasing after what's behind her. Because if three three to five seconds, you, you know she's what? <laughs> you can sit there, walk over, and you put the leash on, and say, "Now we're going inside." And as soon as you go inside, you get another reward for 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 paying attention the entire time. So that way, the the fence fighting starts to settle down, and then she can learn to ignore it, and all those other things. But learning to ignore it is, like I said, it's just easier said than done because it's such a high level activity. Yeah. You know, she's running back and running back and forth. You know, it, it's a it's a way for her to for a you know to get some energy out. It's and then it becomes just this this fun activity to just go ahead and do. It just is. I mean, if you get to run along the fence and chase the other dog around and everything else, even though she may not, I, I doubt. I, I highly doubt it's about aggression. I, I I highly doubt it. I mean, it's like if there's if there's if there's something in between there. It's just like a dog on the leash. It's you know it can develop into aggression for sure if she doesn't ever get an outlet to be social. Um, but it, it, it most most likely it's not. I mean, how long have you been in this house now? Uh, not, guess, even, not even a month. Yeah. Not even a month. And it, and, it, and it might even be too long, be, be too short of a time for it to develop to the territorialness of it. But um, I would. Huh? Yes. And so. Um, yeah. And so she's like she's like well wait a second but ah. No. So again, this is where the no will come in, so I'm just going to keep leaning into her and not going to, yes. <laughs> so she backs off, then I immediately reward. So the whole time she's doing it to me, I'm telling her no, and I'm pushing back into her, and I'm not going to allow her to, to, to manipulate me in a way. So if I, if I push back and allow her to do that, then she would realize that she can actually manipulate with her body with me. And so for me, I'm not going to do those kinds of things. I'll actually lean in. I'll move move more forward, and I'll tell her no. Then I'll start to lean into her, so she can give me she can give me more space. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. And so that's and that's what I want. So as soon as she, as soon as I tell her no and she drops off, then I mark that and I say yes. That's what I'm looking for. You on the ground. This gets you the reward. You're four feet always on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I like. And and like and 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 then as she learns to understand what the marker for no means. And you and you add, and you follow through with the discipline correctly. All you have to use is no. So if she gets ready to jump on the couch, and you have a leash on her, and you're and you, you know, like I said, cut her food back, and you're walking around with her throughout the day, and she gets ready to jump on the couch, you say no, and she does anyway, and she can't get all the way up there, and it becomes an unpleasant experience because you have the tension on the leash. So you told her no first, and she went ahead and decided to do it anyway. And as soon as she didn't, she comes back to you. You mark that behavior that she's to you. And then, so she starts to do that three or four times to different things where around the house. All of a sudden, she starts to understand what no means and what the follow through looks like. And then that way, you'd be like, ah, nope. And then she stops and she looks at you and you're like, good girl. And you bring her back over and then you mark the behavior and then you can invite her on the couch and then you can do different things with her. And now she's, now, now she's understanding what no means. And so even if you take her out on a walk and she gets ready to pull, you say, nope. And she might stop and she, she might slow down and look at you and then you mark those behaviors. But it's all about that three to five second window of hitting, hitting what you want. Mm -hmm. And it's about that 24 hours a day until she gets in this habit of really understanding where, where she's at and what, what's expected of her. Because um, a lot of times, 
a lot of times sometimes we'll get a dog and we'll just bring him in and be like, okay, we don't really know what to do with this, this dog. We're kinda, we we want to love it. We want to pet it. We want something to snuggle, you know, and all these things. But at the end of the day, they're running through the house trying to figure their life out. And so, and, yes. And so when we actually, so when they, when they come in and they figure, they're trying to figure their life out, they're also trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to do things that are favorable to me? And, or what is it that you need from me? And if you don't, if you don't show that you need anything from me, I'm definitely going to tell you what I need from you. So it's sometimes when you're sitting on the couch, the dog comes over in your face, pawing at you, getting in your lap, everything else, they're saying they want the attention. Mm-hmm. And then we give it to them. And so they're, they have no trouble saying, okay, after a couple of days, I'm going to try this and see if I can get something out of it. And so they have no trouble going in and, and manipulating us in a way. So it's very important. I always tell people when you first bring a dog into a home that you, you initiate that, that, uh, that relationship. You say, this is what I need from you. This is how we're going to survive in this home. And that way the dog can slowly dissipate everything that it maybe bad behaviors, maybe came from a horrible situation, but it doesn't have to stay there. You can immediately bring a dog in, and while they're trying to figure out their life, you're saying, this is what I need from you here, to be a good companion here. This is what we do here. And then they're like, oh, my God, relax, because they say, you got it. You can, you know, you protect me. You're my source. You can say, you can bring me from here to there, and, and I understand what's expected, and I understand that I'm going to get rewarded for it. And it's just like when you do obedience training, I always tell people the best, best place to, to teach obedience training is in the home because it's, it's a low-level distraction. It's a low-level distraction, um, and the dog will start to offer you those behaviors. And once the dog starts to offer you those behaviors, it, yes, it's, it's already programmed in the mind. So then when you take it to a hot, more higher-level stimulus situation, whether you take it to the parade or whatever, and you begin to work, yes, it may seem like they don't know it anymore, but it's still stuck in there. All you have to do is start back at the beginning, it'll, and they'll learn it four or five times as fast. So you, you start at the beginning, you make some shape into a position, and you reward it, and they're like, oh my god, so if I want the treat here, I do the same things. And you say yes. And then it's like that, and then that shapes into laying down and staying, and staying in place at the, at the patio while you eat dinner. And you sit there and say, well, you know, we, we practiced this at the table for a whole week, and she did a great all week. Now we're going to go and we're going to sit in Main Street and at the bar and have, a, and have a drink and see what she does. And we're going to teach her the same way we did at the table. She's gonna, we're going to bring her over and have her lay down. Is it going to be a little different? Yeah, because there's going to be a lot more going on. But if we're patient and we say, no, this is the same way. We're going to mold, we're going to put you back into the down the entire time. And then all of a sudden, after about five, ten minutes, she's like, okay, I got it. We're doing the same thing. We're doing the same thing. It's just an environment changes for a dog, just like, just like before I put my hands on my hips. That environment changed for her. She's like, I wasn't sure about that. <laughs> I put my hands up. I'm not sure about that. That's how, that's how sensitive it is. And that's, why, and that's why for us, it's like, man, we're like, well, she sits at home. She lays down great. How come when I take her to the patio, she freak, freaks out? It's, be, it's because the environment changed. Something different. And so it's about, yes, you program the mind to do a certain thing. So all you got to do now is, 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 is take that program out and have her execute it somewhere else. But be patient enough to, and, and understanding enough to sit there and say, well, I may have to reshape and retrain, but she's going to get it 10 times faster. Yeah. And, then, and then after she gets in that environment, you try it in a different environment. And if she does that in that environment, eventually she starts to go, I just do it in every environment. 
because just like it just it becomes that much faster each new environment that you get. Sometimes, sometimes doing things, uh, teaching a dog in grass, and then all of a sudden you have to switch to gravel or pavement. You know, all those different things. Sometimes that sensitive change also affects the way that they're being trained, and so it, it has to it has to all work out the same way. Now you're letting me touch you. <laughs> hey, <clears throat> I, I, that's good. Yeah, she. Yeah, and 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 those are the, those are the different things that, that are going to happen. I mean, it's like I can sit here and have a great experience with her for 20, 25 minutes, and then I do a certain, and then I move a certain way, and she goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa what the heck was that?" Yeah. You know, you you know, I I wasn't ready for that, and and then it's about now I got to build confidence back in her again. <clears throat> And so for me, it's always about how do I get her to lean back into my space as well as still respect it? You know, can I, can I, can I move a certain situation? Hey, yes. Can I move a certain situation to her? Can I move in a different, different movement with her? What can I do to still keep inviting her to come back so I don't lose trust? Can I continue to still do all these different moves? Yes. Can I still continue to do these different movements in front of her and her be okay and get confidence to come back? So a lot of times a nervous dog or a fearful dog or whatever, she's more nervous than fearful. It's not fearful really at all. It's just, it's more about just, what do I do? You know, and what do I do? What do I do? I'm not to the point yet where I'm gonna be like, if you come in closer, I'm gonna snap at you. It's more, it's more like, well, that startled me. And then, then I'll, I'll come back into you just like she's doing now. Yes. <clears throat> And that's the big, that's the main thing with her. So it's not about that she's aggressive or unsure of people. I think she's pretty sure. It's just the initial interaction, how to deal with, she's like, how do I deal with this energy of being excited? It can be constant in more of a nervous way. She's like, and growling and everything else. Yes. And, uh, and that's more, not what, not what, uh, not what you're looking for. You're looking for her to be excited, and she can wag and whip everybody with her tail, but you don't want her to jump and then run all over creation. Well, you have to block all that. Yeah, that's what the leash is, is so important when people come over, is because then now you have access to stop her from doing her normal routine. And that's what you want. You want the normal routine to stop. Whatever the normal routine is, it's gotta end. And then whenever she gives you behavior in the new routine that you like, that's when you mark it. You can say no to your blue in the face, but as soon as somebody comes to that door, it's like, the roof comes off, you know, and that's why you got to learn to ride that wave and say nothing is going to happen until you change. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to interact yet until you offer me something different. And but it's it's also about having visitors and that kind of thing. So you know, it's for for dogs and everything. It's about repetition because it's like their mind is. It's like as soon as five seconds is over, they forget. You know, um, and but I but they get related. Thing they relate things and experiences to smell. And that's a big, big deal. So if you see her using her nose to experience something new that she's never experienced before to be social, or if she take her to a new environment and she's smelling, that's huge. And you want to be, you want to be conscious of her if she startles herself and becomes unsure in those moments, because those are the moments that you need to go back and relive and rework. Because if she can come back to something that startled her, and all of a sudden it becomes no big deal. Well, then that, that's, a, that's a positive social experience that will be remembered in her brain as opposed to, you know, if you bring her back over and she's startled and you guys move on and she comes back over to that same thing and she's eerie towards it again, just like trash cans or anything else like that when you walk, becomes 
a, a certain ritual that she just continues to do until somebody helps her get through it. But if you notice something right off the bat, you stay around that object or stay around that certain thing until she settles. And once she settles, you mark that behavior and say, that's what we're looking for in this environment. But it, it, like I said, it, it's, just, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not just as easy as it, as it sounds. It's, it's all logical. But it's not, it's not as easy as that. Ah, I, <clears throat> yes. So because she backed off, I marked the behavior. She listened. Um, no. Hey. Yep. Yes. <clears throat> but she, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but she has been aggressive with other dogs before in her past. Like she's gotten a whole of them. And, mm -hmm. Okay. More like more of our big guy in there. He's, he's really docile. Like he's yes. not aggressive towards dogs. Yeah. Dogs. What's 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 his what's his breed? Is he mutt? Is she a pit bull or mutt? She's mud? a pit mix. She was dumped. Yeah. She's just dumped. You don't yeah, have anything to do. We picked her up off the street. And I got him as a, I got yes. him as a puppy. He um, says he's American Bulldog Lab mix. Yeah. Says. Yeah. Mm. He's just a bit of everything. <laughs> uh, but like I said, it, but she's attacked yes. him. I'd say three times. She has gone after him over what? Um, attention. Well, no. So like, is it like, so she's, she's like in one of your guys' space and the other one comes over and... This last time I was home, it was just me and I was talking at our old home. Okay. And I was talking to the neighbor. Sit. And they were down there doing their fence. She was fence finding and jumping and trying to get over there. And I went down there just to grab her collar to pull her in. Yes. And she attacked him then. Okay. So it was just Rock. a high level... So you think it was more about her redirecting her energy that she wanted at the fence onto him? It almost, a little bit. It almost mm -hmm. kind of felt like that. Or like yeah. I came down into that situation and it like stressed her out more or something. And Yeah, well, when you, when you go in and you stop and you try and stop the explosion, that's one of the bad things. So you never know. Like some dogs, some dogs have, they're so far into it that they go after whatever target's there. So if it was your leg, it would go after your leg. If it was an arm, it would go after the arm. If it was another dog, they're just going to latch out at another dog. That's how intense it is in that moment. And that's why I always say, you just got to ride that wave. If you've got a leash on her, you got to ride it. Don't let another dog come into the play. Just ride it out. As soon as she settles herself, blows her energy out, does whatever she's got to do. I have no idea how long that would take. But it's, you just got to... But I'm saying, if you want to see something change... You, you can't get through to her at that moment, especially if another dog came up and she went after her own friend. You know, so that, I mean, at the end of the day, people who have a solo dog and don't have another dog, that could be your arm, that could be your leg, because she's deciding that she's got to get that, she's got to get that explosion out one way or the other. Yeah, it's been that, and it's been like, we would drop like a pepperoni off a pizza on the ground, yes. and there's two of them next to it. So it's a rebound resource too? Yeah, like, he, mm -hmm. like he'll smell it and she just, Mm -hmm. You know, and she's been yeah. better. Like you'll see her really vicious growl, and maybe she'll lunge at him when we catch her. Yeah. Or something like that. But she'll 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 at least listen at a certain point. Like if you grab her, yeah, and stop her. If you get her, I don't know if you remove the food. She's fine. Or I felt like ever since then too, like um, I'll drop something and I'll be like L's. And she'll like look at me, and she'll like pause at least so I can pick it up or something. Yeah, know? and well, that's good. Well, when you and and it's and and when you're dealing with a dog that has some type of resource type guarding, and when you have two dogs, the best thing to do is the one that's more respectful. You tell them to stay away, and the one and then and then you get her to stop. So like if she's got a bone or something, and the other one's coming, and you see her starting to get antsy or growly, you just get him to stop, and ask him to sit, and then you get something that she will trade off. 
So that way she never loses trust in the approach. So that way she goes, oh, and when somebody approaches, they're giving me something different. And then you can trade the bone off and give her that treat or whatever it is that you're going to trade off. And that way she learns that, hey, I can trust releasing these things. And then you develop the release cue through that. So you bring something more favorable in the mix. And she's, so she's, got, it, she's got it in her mouth. And she's like, what? <laughs> Drops. And she's like, I want what you got now. And you give her that. But that's where the release word would come in. So that way, if she does drop something on the ground, you say release or drop it or, or leave it or whatever you want to say. And she stops and she responds to it. And then you can give her something in return. But that's really how, you're gonna, how you curb the resource guarding if it, if it affects you guys that way. So like if she's got pepperoni or something on the floor and she's into it and she doesn't want you to approach, that's how you would, that's how you would stop. So it's not about like trying to grab her uh, in, in the middle of her doing it. It's about saying, OK, what, what can I give you to trade off what you just decided to put in your mouth or that you're holding on to? Yeah. Yes. But she's never been like, uh, aggressive to us. you guys. Yeah, like okay. she's never tried to bite us or anyone. Like the kids, we have kids that come over actually. And, and she's doing... really good with kids. Yeah. She's super she's, awesome. She's super loving. Like she's mm. like you're like what you're like. She obviously imagine a kid. Uh, you're uh, hype right now. You know, she pushes them right over. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, other than that, she's never like attacked them or growled at them. I mean, she, yeah. She she just with that. yeah. With well, that. that's. And that's really good. I mean, so her, her main issue then with nervousness and resource guarding and that kind of stuff is probably with dogs. Yeah. And, and like I so said, we got her off the street. You, know, you have no idea. Of, yeah, I mean, she could have been beat. Was she, was she a litter? Was she, how young was she? Was this size? She was, she was um, I think she was probably less yes. than one yes. when we got her. Uh, but she was just single. Yes. Just, yeah. Less than one, one, you think? Yeah, yeah. I think the vet said by her teeth, she looked like about a year or a little less than a year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Maybe she was used as bait dog, maybe not. I mean, who, who, who knows? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, but to get her used to dogs again, I mean, the fact that she's able to cohabitat most of the time, like probably 99% of the time yeah, with the other dog. Yeah, and that's the part you really need to focus on is, is the fact that she's able to set this little tiny percentage of when things start, when there's food involved or things like that, is they're great. So when you bring food out, it's very important that the whole situation gets controlled. So if you have, if you do have high value treat or high level, that she, you know, for one, she has to respect who has it. So like if it's you that's dishing it out, you know, you got one that you're going to sit here, you're going to sit over here, and you're going to stay there. If you move closer, I'm going to push you back, and I'm going to take you back, and I'm going to sit you back over there. And then when I invite you into the space, it's only one at a time. Because a lot of times, if you have them both right here, they'll go right after another. But if you can put them on both sides of the spectrum, they understand where your central line of communication comes from, comes from the front. That's why a lot of times people have so much trouble asking their dog to stay without turning their back, or when they turn their back, because the dog's like, hey, they ain't watching, they don't care. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so, you, so, they, so if you can direct to one side or the other 100%, then the dog will understand, like, well, he's not, he's not talking to me. Um, you know, and then you can face forward and be like, no, back up. And the other dog can be like, oh, they're not talking to me. I'll just stay there. And that way you can have, yes. So the more, the more space that she gives me, the better I feel. Because now it's like, now she's having a little bit more respect of her boundary. Not necessarily that I don't care if she's directly in my space. I just care if she's got her paws on me. You know, um, come on. Come here. She's like, I don't know. 
Good girl. Yeah, and so th so see that that little behavior of her just being being encouraged. Hey, <clears throat> that little behavior, the, the snouts and the, and the breath and everything is about. I'm unsh I'm a little bit unsure still about what to do, and and that just takes time. It it just it's not something that that just continuously that just will automatically go away. If I spent 24 hours with her, it'd be gone, you know. But the 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 situation for her is. Um, Leaning in, there you go, yes. <clears throat> As I want you to come into my space. I know, I see that you're nervous, so I want you to have confidence with your ability to move with me. Um, it, when people get bit or something happens when they get bit, it's because, see, see how she's stretching into it, you know, it's just instead of just, <laughs> just walking into it, like, I, well, if I, if I have, if I, if I move back, you know, if, if I only just, if I, there, yes. So I want you to move your legs and everything. Like, I want you to, to move into me. Hey. Yeah, if I if I just stretch enough, you know, I'll get there. <laughs> yes, and that's and that's just because I, there's no relationship there. You know, it's like I'm cautious, I'm aloof, those kinds of things. If I move really quickly with her, I could spur her into a whole uh, downward spiral, and I could lose all the trust that I built. But I can do different. I can do different. Uh, now, <clears throat> I can do different things. I can stand up with her while she's sniffing, and then I can get her to wait again. <laughs> So, can you sit? Move up, yeah, there you go. Yes. And then have her come back into it again. And, and the fact that she's just being aloof about it is okay. So I know what I need to do for her is I just need to, I just need to not move too quickly and that kind of thing until she gets more comfortable. And that's the thing, it's like uh, is when people come over, that, that's what can get her in trouble if you guys aren't aware to see her and say, okay, when, they, when they're over here, we're going to let them sit on the couch. You don't have to come to them, but you're going to sit on the side of me instead of out in front. So that way, you know, position for a dog plays a big role. That's what I said. When people come into the home, she'll be back here. You'll invite them in. You, then you can address 100% of your attention to her. You can sit there and say, no, I don't like you freaking out like that or whatever, and tell her no, and then followed by some kind of tension, whether or not as you're pushing her back or not. So that follow-through happens. She loses her balance, and then as soon as people come in, you're like, you know, have a seat, blah, 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 and have her sit over there, lie down, whatever, constantly reinforce her position of just laying there and being calm, and then invite her to come over and see the guests, and then she comes over, and she's, she's social. As soon as she's social, you reward that behavior, and then encourage her to come back over and play with her. So you don't ever let her think too much. So it's like she comes over... Just like she come over and sniff me, and she's like going a million miles a minute, and then five seconds later she goes, oh, oh, and like starts leaning back and everything else because she's like, okay, I got the initial smell done. Now what? And a lot of times, sometimes, sometimes dogs get real stiff, and that's when they get ready to bite because they like come out, butts going, you know, everything's going great, and then they sniff, and then all of a sudden everything stiffens up, and then they attack because they don't know what to do what's next, and they forget that that type of thing. It's like, well. I understand that instincts tell me to be social, but after I'm done smelling and figuring that part out, what do I do now? And that's where we come into play. As soon as they, as soon as we give them a couple seconds of the sniff, sniff, we bring them back, and then we play with them, and we say, yes, we mark that behavior, and then play because we're saying, yes, it's okay to be excited. Yes, it's okay to be um, happy, go lucky around these people. It's okay to come back into them, and you don't have to worry about being um, aloof or anything else like that. Like we got you. 
and a dog becomes more about trusting us to take care of the situations that they are, they are unsure of and telling that dog exactly how to interact in that moment. It becomes very in, 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 intriguing. So there she goes, oh, sure. <laughs> there she goes, that's a lot better. <laughs> Else? Hey. Yes. Good girl. So I put my hands on my hips again and see what she does this time. Yeah, this is good stuff. This is that blue buffalo chicken stri or bacon strip. So this is what got her nervous the first time. She's like, yeah. Yeah, what do, what do I got to do, dude? Like, whatever, man. I'll, song, I'll write a song and dance for you. But yeah, so, so this becomes, this was what got her nervous again at the beginning was that I would put my hands on my hip and she immediately would go. But she's getting a lot better with me, so she'll come over and ask for, ask for appeasement or is, am I doing okay? And it's, anytime the dog does that, it's like, we'll go back to you for comfort and then come back out and try and explore again. And it's very important that if you're okay with the behavior she's giving when she comes back to you, that you definitely reward and, and tell her she's doing the right thing. So you're just becoming a reinforcement at that moment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Else? Hey. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, and it, I mean, like, it's totally, it's totally normal. I mean, I get it. It's like you don't know me. I'm in your home. You know, and that's uh, yeah. Yeah, and so and so yeah. So she'll come over and she'll try and she'll 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 come over and say, "Are you sure I'm doing it right?" You know, and that's and that's and that's like that's the same thing too. If she ever needs to get okay with other dogs, is uh, if her initial reaction is to smell first and she smells, you give her one or two seconds and then you tell you say her name and bring her back. And as soon as she comes back, you just pet and reward, pet and praise, and then maybe you rinse, wash, and repeat. So you do it two, three, four, five times until all of a sudden her whole butt's moving and seeing the other dog, and then all of a sudden then they just go into a play mode. Um, but usually the initial greetings is what determines the aggression. It's it's usually done. It's usually aggression when I see that happen. It's usually from, you know, if the dog does, dog's not visual, you got to ride that way first because once the dog's finally like, okay that's not going to work, they'll start sniffing the air. And when they start sniffing the air, that's when you're going to mark that behavior of them sniffing the air. And then when they actually go up and smell the dog, you bring them back and then mark that behavior of them coming back and then playing with them or telling them what a good job they've done and be real happy about it and then try it again for another two seconds and then bring them back and then extend it a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer until they see that dog and they just want to play. Because what you're doing is you're creating, you're creating the experience. And so, like, for me, if I work with a dog um, week in and week out for the whole hour, I become, through smell, uh, a source of trust and, and, uh, and structure. So it's like, yes, I'm excited that he's coming because I'm going to get rewards, but I'm also going to learn something. I'm going to be challenged in a way. I'm going to have to do something. But they, so that way they learn all about structure with, with me. And, and the same thing if I bring a new dog into a home or I foster a new dog, it's all about the first week is you're going to be following me. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be marking behaviors. You're going to get rewarded. You are going to get food. It's not like you're not going to get fed. It's not, it's not going to be all domineering and this, that, and the other, but it's all going to be centered around um, give and take. So, you know, you're going to, you know, I'm going to give to you, you're going to give to me, I'm going to take, you're going to take. And so it all becomes this partnership that you form. And you can learn to really, uh, really be happy with, with, with the results because at the end of the day, a dog wants to provide you with the service. Well, the new service of the new age is not sheep herding or guiding the blind, even though those things are still are useful. It's a companion. And how does that look to you? And that's your vision. 
and that when you when you have that vision of what you would like to see, it's it's our job to help the dog learn how to execute that. So every dog is a service animal. It's just about how you how you need that service provided for yourself, and the dog will be more than happy to adapt. We just got to be patient enough to teach what we need them to do for us. So for me, it's like I was working all day today. I just adopted a new dog. Her name's Lily. So for me, I'm working in my living room all day, and I'm working on the computer, so I'm on and off the phone. So I need her. I don't need to know where she's running around and tracking. So eventually what I had to do is I put a leash on her, and I brought her back over, brought her a couple of her bones and toys, and brought them in a certain area, and then I made her stay in that area. And eventually she'd climb up on the couch, and I would just constantly, every every five, ten minutes, I would put some more food on, on, on that seat cushion for her where she's laying so that way she knows that I'm reinforcing what I want from her. And then she would get down, she would stare at me, and then she would get back up again, and then I would mark it again and constantly keep keep reinforcing what I, what I wanted from her. And eventually she just stayed there for three, four hours. And, and it was just constant back, you know, back and forth. So I've had her for three days now, and, and this is where I'm already at with her, and she's about a year old shepherd. So she, her mind is like going, okay, I'm challenging myself to not let my mind wander and stay in the moment focused. And so that's very exhausting for any, to any person, any dog, is even though it's not getting this physical workout, she's getting this great mental workout because she's saying, what does he need? He's showing me what he needs. He's reinforcing what he needs. I'm getting paid. And so that way she, 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 she goes, okay. And eventually, and all I'm doing right now since I cut her ration is I'm feeding her out of kibble. That's it. So it's not like I'm spending high dollars on treats or anything. If she's learning something new, I will go in and, and, and like I have pepperoni and things like that. So I will go in and I'll, I'll initial, and initiate that. Or if I'm going to a higher stress environment or like outside, she, that's one thing I have to really work with her on now is she sees a squirrel or a rabbit out there. I mean, she's just constantly paws up, paws up. Puzzle, puzzle, you know, constantly looking for it. And today she got away from me, and I had to go chase after her down the street. So it's like, so, so you know, it's a, it's about, you know, it's about just finding out where they're at and what they need, you know, what I need them to do for me in those moments, and and really work through that that stress of, of that because she's already bonded to me. It's just the fact that when we go outside, she's everything else is just more interesting right now. Yeah. <laughs> And so even, you know, I've, I did pepperonis out on the walk yesterday, and she took them from my hand, but she could care less that they were there. You know, so it's about finding a, some kind of system for her that works, that's a motivator. And well, that's hard, too, because, like, kind of like you're saying, when she's outside, there's, like, nothing else in the world that matters. Like, I could have the best treats I could have. Yeah, and that's, and that's, why, and that's why it's so important. That's why it's important to wait. Um, and make sure that she's she's got her a good level of exercise, so she understands how to do a structured walk, and she can walk really well on the leash. Before you before you commit to setting that exercise up, you want to make sure that you've drained her some some way physically and mentally before that, and that way she doesn't have as, as much energy outside. But I can tell you, if you cut some of her food back, the hunger she'll she'll, she'll want she'll want that more. It becomes more of a motivator. I mean, you got to survive. And so for her, it's like, well, if I'm hungry, what's more important at this moment right now, blowing all this energy or getting food? And if she's getting a, a good level, a good amount of exercise in there, and then all of a sudden she goes out and you're, you're prepped for whatever's about to happen. Like I said, you're not going to win every battle out there because you, you can't be like, hey, bring the dog out. <laughs> we're I, right. I was actually out there. She knows she's, she's like, 
I can bring my dog out for you to do it to show. I'm like, oh my god, Jackie. No, no, yeah. No, I mean, like, I mean, I get it. Like, I've seen it before. I mean, I understand where she's coming from. But so it's a, it's, but for for her, it's she seems like she could. She she has a lot of energy she can have. Yeah. And so it's about draining as much of that physically out as you can before you actually feel the need to work with her outside. And you work with low level things. So. So if you're trying to get her attention in the fence fighting, that would be the Super Bowl. Trying to get her attention just in the front yard when you take her out on the leash to go to the bathroom would be where you would start. And you would actually start inside by saying her name. She looks at you. Mark it. Every single time. Mark it with some kind of food. Mark it. Mark it. 2,200 times Do it two, for two weeks. And then you would transition outside to another. It's a little bit more stimulus. There's cars going by, you know, squirrels, everything else. Mark it. Market, market, till she gets in this habit for like a month of every time she every time she hears that sound of her name, she stops and she looks at it and she knows she's getting something. So by this time, you've adjusted the food, and now she's out there and you say her name, and say she looks at you. If she's doing something so bad, and you say her name and she looks at you, you've got to reward it. Mm-hmm. So you can never use her name followed by some sort of negativity. So you can't be like, can't say her name. And followed by a no. You just say her name and she looks at you, and you're like, crap, I mean, you just dug up those nice flowers, you fucking bitch. <laughs> you know, you know, you you still have to reward the behavior because she stopped and she looked at you. And so if you if you go straight to discipline, you're just like, hey, no. And she stops and she looks at you, and you say, Good job. And she comes over, you ask her to sit, and she sits, and you're like, yes, and you mark that behavior. But it's for the discipline part of it, if you say no, she understands that follow-through will be tension. But I would start with low-level stuff. Like I said, working with the fence and everything is all about getting her attention. Do you have something important enough to her to gain her attention? And a lot of times, if you don't, it's about starting a ritual that that, that creates this habit of every every time they every time I look at them and I hear my name, I get a reward. And like I said, you start it with two weeks in sight. Every single time you do it, two hundred times a day, whatever. She gets it every single time. She looks at you, perfect, boom, boom, boom. And then you start to go outside where it's more low level. Boom, boom, boom. Keep doing it all day, whatever. And then eventually when she goes out um, and the, starts the fence fight thing or whatever, starts to running back and forth, the, the moment that it gets ready to start, the moment you're like, oh, crap, I heard the other dog. And like, you say her name and she looks at you, you mark it, and then you come in. Okay. So you want to get her right when it's about to happen. Like I said, sometimes you're not going to get that. And sometimes that's the perfect world. <laughs> that's not how it always works. But you can always maneuver that. And then as soon as, she, as soon as you can mark it and she responds to it and you bring her, you can bring her in. Or you can bring her further away from that experience where the other dog is out and try and work her. So you can find her threshold of where she's able to respond to you. And when she's able to respond to you, that's where you work. And then they gradually get closer as she starts to have an understanding of what's expected in those moments. That would be the easiest way where you're not sitting here trying to use all force on her. I mean, if you use all force on her, you can fix it pretty quickly. But again, you risk, you risk um, the stress of a redirection. If she's redirected on the other dog during it, it's possible that since it's a learned behavior that she did it to a dog, that's, that can easily transcend to a person out of nowhere. You'd be like, I don't know where that came from. Before it was just dogs. And then when, oh, crap, now she knows she can do it with people. Yeah. Then that becomes a real problem. Yeah. So, so finding her threshold where she's able to respond is key. 
It's a lot of positive reinforcement. Like I said, I mean, even the negative reinforcement is about finding that no marker and her, her respecting it and knowing that there's a follow through there. So like if you say no and she and you're like I'm not moving another inch and she's pulling jer jerking on the leash and you jerk back. After you said no, you're like nope, pull it back. Then that's also that's also giving her the opportunity to correct herself. As soon as she hears that word no, she's like well I better quit because I don't like that feeling. You know, I don't like that. And that's where some of the, the no reward marker comes in too. And I think it's a healthy combination of both. You're trying to find the right, the right, the right reward system that works for her, but you're also saying that, hey, there's a certain level of structure here and we're gonna follow through. Mm -hmm. That way she can have a, a good understanding of what you need, um, because it's not always gonna be all positive. I mean, I'm never always 120% happy, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's, is, there is times where I'm angry, there is times when I'm sad, there's those times, and there's times where, you know, if I'm doing a job, and I'm not doing a good job, I'm gonna get reprimanded for. And this is, is no different. Sometimes it's gotta be negative. And it doesn't have to, you know, I'm not saying the, 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 the whole process has to be negative, but when she has an understanding of what's expected of her, and she has a lot of confidence in what you're doing, and she's learning it, you can add discipline into that and not break the confidence. Because that's what you want. You're like, it'd be unfair for me to say, it'd be unfair for somebody to go, okay, you're an electrician now, go up there and fix the pole and you don't know what you're doing. You know, so if you can sit there and you teach the dog what you need her to do, she has an understanding of what's expected. And she decides she's not gonna listen or F up or she's saying this is more important right now. That's where you use discipline and follow through. You say, no, we're doing this, and, and you know what to do. And that's where, the, that's where the discipline would come in. That's when you make it fair. It's like a lot of times, a lot of times people or trainers will be, they'll immediately focus more on the discipline part of it rather than the teaching of what you need. And so then it becomes unfair and the dog's confidence kind of gets lowered and says, well, I'm unsure if I should try this or unsure if I should be like this because if the discipline is more focused because we'll just like, we'll wait for the dog to behave badly, then we'll go in there and we'll, di we'll discipline it instead of, we're gonna reward the dog and teach the dog what we want, and that way when the dog does something bad, they can offer us something different. And you can go in there and you can, you can change the mindset. We're like going, well, I'll just wait and see. Dog touches my sofa with its mouth, I'm gonna go out there with a newspaper and smack it. Instead of sitting there going, instead of, instead of saying, well, when you get around the sofa, you're just gonna lay on the ground. And if you, if you sniff the couch, I'll, t uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll slide a toy in there, and then the toy becomes, and it starts eating the toy, then I mark that behavior, you're eating the toy next to the couch, that's what I like, that's what I wanna see. And then all of a sudden, um, <clears throat> all of a sudden she, she learns that, hey, I, I go after my own stuff. And it's really what you, really what you want her to, to do. And I'm not saying she does anything destructive or anything like that, but you, you definitely wanna create an environment definitely want to create an environment where she has the, she has a clear understanding of what's expected and through the understanding of what's expected then you can follow through with discipline it's like it's like when you when you have a dog who's real excited about people and dogs you're like oh great great I don't have to worry about that but she's but she likes to jump on people and she likes to jump on dogs and play with dogs but not listen to you in those moments that's when you can go back and 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 and, and start using some discipline because now we're saying okay you got enough confidence with people, got enough confidence with dogs. Now we're gonna say, now we're, I'm gonna start cleaning it up and saying, okay, 
not every single time do we interact with a person like this. <laughs> you know, now you need to start looking to me on how to finish the, the socialization part. And now I'm going to tell you exactly what I need from you in this moment. So when a person comes up, it's not that you get to run up and greet and jump and do all this other stuff. It's that I'm going to ask you to sit and, and be patient. And then you can come up and you can smell when I say it's okay. And same thing with another dog. So just because we go to the dog park and you run around with the dogs all the time doesn't mean that we're going to run around with every dog when we're on a walk. When we're on a leash, we're working. And so when, the, when the, that's what I want the leash to represent. So we pass the dog, you just continue to go on your way and you don't pay attention. And But when we go to the dog park, hey, man, social hour, go have fun, do your thing. But making the distinctions of those, those different types of environments is... is is un making the dog understand and then cleaning it up and adding a little bit of discipline into the into the social behavior. So that way they're not they're not dictating how it goes. Otherwise, every dog will be like, <laughs> you know, just like trying to jump on everything and everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so funny. It's okay. I'm not bad. But like, yeah, um, just like when you, when you, like I put the leash on her or whatever, she like fought me a little bit. But as soon as she moved forward, I marked it. It was, I'm going to ride that way. But when you give me a behavior that constitute of, you know, letting the pressure go and moving into me and being confident about it, that's when you get the reward. So that way she becomes okay with the, 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 the tool that I'm using. And then we can move on to something else. So every time you move forward with the tool that I'm using, I will reward. She's like, well, wait a second. All I got to do is just give in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's all I want. Just give in. Just relax. And let me take care of everything that you're nervous about. Yeah. You show you can build that trust with everything that she's nervous about. You tell her how to lay, where to lay when she gets nervous, or how to interact and what to do. She, that, that, that trust builds with her, with you. And she can learn to relax. Hmm. Yeah. Any questions? Helps a lot. Yeah. So it's a lot of information. Yeah. I mean, and the, and the thing is, is uh, it's a lot of information, but it's 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 just cause and effect at the end of the day. You know, she can't she can't talk to you in a way like a person can. So it's very important that you're mostly proactive. And you set everything up to the way that you can you can Im immediately change a response quickly. And you can say, "Oh, nope, we're not going there. Nope, you're coming in here." And as soon as you're like, uh, "Nope," and you change directions, now she's like going, "Well, they said no. Now they're changing directions. Either I go, or I'm going to feel tension because they're going the other way." You know, and so that that that's teaching her no pretty quickly, and all of a sudden. She gets ready to walk out the room. You're like, ah, nope. And she stops and she goes, okay, crap, I'll come back. And then she comes back. You mark the behavior that she came back, that she decided to, to listen. Yeah, she acknowledged it. Do you think one of those little clicker things would help at all? Clickers are awesome. Uh, I think when you, if, you're, if you're able to use them, a lot of people um, get the clicker with the intent to use them. Um, but then they either get lost or they're like, oh, crap, I got too much stuff going on in my hands. But I think clickers are an amazing tool to mark behavior because it's consistent. Do you, so do you use that like, just like you would her name? Yeah. So like you can say her name. So you say, she, she say, you say her name, she stares at you, then the mark behavior is a click. You click it and you give her a treat? Yes. Yeah, so so you, you would click first and then the treat. Okay. Because uh, it's, it's based off Pavlov's method, right? So, so, so basically 
they got to hear the click first before they get the treat. If everything's happening at the same time, just like if I'm saying no and I'm being tense on the leash, doesn't register. The word never will register, just like the click would never register if I was saying, if I click the behavior and I'm rewarding at the same time. It's click, reward. Because what the click does, all of a sudden, it, it triggers the dog's brain to sit there and say, what am I getting? And if they do it at the same time, the dog never will register that something's coming. Uh, they just, their mind's already into it. So like I'm offering a treat and I'm clicking and the dog's already trying to take, is taking the treat out of my hand and I click, the dog's not gonna register it already. It's click, then treat. Um, so that way they, they get it. So that when they did the, when they did the, when they did the experience, the, the experiments in Russia, they tested it. They would do the beep and then drop the food. And after, after about 30 days, they did the beep and they, and they realized that the dogs were salivating even though nothing came out. And so when they did the beep and the food at the same time, and after they stopped that for 30 days, they realized the dogs had no association with the beep at all. And so it's very important that you use the clicker that you do it in that order. It's click, treat. Or you can use it for no, and sometimes the no is, you can do it whatever you want. Double click would be a mark, or one click would be a mark, but one or the other is, is a yes and the other one's a no. Um, so that way they learn that, that they, they completely messed up, try again. And that's where the confidence comes in. You want them to have enough confidence to try again. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes the, some of the dogs will be like, they put the shock collar on the dog already and then they, they, they buzz them when they mess up. And the dog's just like, well, I'm not moving now, I'm froze. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't know what I did. But I know if I stay right in this moment, in this mind, and if I stay in this sit, nothing bad's going to happen. Yeah. You know, so they don't have the confidence to try again. They have to be coached into trying it again instead of saying, "Okay, here's the reward again. Do something different." I, I'm looking for a down at this moment. So if you're going to continue to sit, you're not. My hand, the gumball machine will not open up. Just like I want your eye contact. You can lick, paw at me, and do whatever, but my hand's not going to open up until you give me what I want. And what I want is the eye contact. The reason why eye contact's so easy is because if the dog's ever lost their toy underneath the couch, the first thing they do is they try and get it themselves, and then all of a sudden they look to you, and they're like, <laughs> because they understand that they'll look to us before they look to their own kind. They will never look to a dog over a person. Now, a wolf, they'll look to another wolf. They'll never look to a person. That's why it's so difficult to, like, to like you, know, you know, you sit there and say wolf behavior and pack behavior. Well... A dog could care less that they're with another dog. Their their family is people. The dog is there along for the ride. They're like, yeah, cool. They're all at work. We're just gonna sleep all day until they come home. Then they're not gonna register that. You know, they they understand the dog's there, but it doesn't have the same effect as a person. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's like they'll just kind of like relax and lay around until everybody gets home. And once everybody gets home, they it's like they come alive. So you go into this low level, well, just relax and lay down and sleep until they come back. And once they come back, then I can, then I, then my life starts up and we can, we can go. And it's like, you know, be, they never go in a crate. They never have an issue. They never fight when we're gone. They never do this. They never do that. Well, the reason is because one sleeps on one sofa, the other one sleeps on the other sofa, and they don't move for the entire day. And then when you get home, then the excitement happens because their life starts again. They, they could care less about each other. And then when, when you two come home, then they're like, oh, we want the same thing. We want our people. We don't want each other. We want our people. And then that's, that's, for the, that's, that's, that's what makes them so great. That's why, that's why asking for the eye contact is important because 
when you ask for the eye contact and you feed them, no, you're not looking at my hand, you're looking at my face. And understanding that you're looking at my face makes me, or makes them understand that that's where the food's coming from. I want them to have a clear understanding of where it's coming from. If you sit there and you hit my hand all the time and you mark my hand, well, that's great. And it, and, you know, it opens up, but they never really register that this is here. <laughs> and, and so that's, that's why it's important for me. And it's something easy that they can do, and you can teach the whole vocabulary based off of that. You can sit there and teach no. You can sit there and teach good. Like good for me is like we're completing an exercise, but we're not completely done yet. So I just reinforce with good job. So like if you get a clicker, you'll still have to have a word in there that says you're doing great. So if you have her sit uh, you know, or do something, if you're, if you're in the middle of an exercise and you're like, good job, good girl, and then you, and then you say you're going to stay, and then you can ask her to come to you, and then you can click. So you... you you chain behaviors together. That's what allows you to chain certain behaviors together. So if somebody comes in the door, you're like, stay. Uh, you're like, sit, stay, good girl, you're doing good. And eventually when you get to that level where you can have her stay and someone come in the door because you're doing a good girl, you come back over and you say, and then you, then you can tell it, and then you can click because then that means the exercise is over and she can come get her reward. And she can have that reward once the exercise is over. But you can chain different things together. You can sit there and say her name. She looks at you you're like, that's a good girl. That's a really good job. Can you sit? Great. Can you lay down? Good. And click. And then she gets the reward. Because you chain those behaviors together. So then it becomes like a, a, a part, part where, okay, yes, you're giving commands. But now she's in a working frame of mind. And it's structured. And then she's, she's doing everything she can, everything that she knows that, that you're asking. She's responding to it, so she, that's why it's so important for them to have a clear understanding of what's expected because you're now saying, okay, I need you in your work mode. I need you to, to pay attention, and I'm going to give you a series of commands, and what they're doing is what they're waiting for is to hear that click. And when they hear that click, they know they're getting a reward and that the exercise is over, and then you can immediately start in on a new exercise. Whether or, not it, you know, whether or not it's walking outside or whatever, you can have a, a whole outside walking party for an hour and that becomes the exercise. And at the end of it, you know, they, if she did everything she was supposed to do and it was a good job and you had like this great walk and you felt great about it and at the end of it, you click and give her like four or five pepperonis or a tug toy or whatever and you play tug for five, 10 seconds, then that marks the end of the exercise for her. And it's, it's, it's exactly what they do with police dogs. So the dog comes out, smells the car, say the dog doesn't even find anything. They have something in their car, the dog smells it, and they're like, oh, you found a good boy. He brings the tug out, you know, it's this dog sitting there looking, going up and down. You're like, good job, good, 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 good. And all of a sudden, the dog's done, and uh, say the dog did find something or whatever, but through that whole exercise, the dog finally gets marked at the end, and he gets to have this tug toy or play fetch for two seconds, like literally. And then, it, and then the toy gets put back away, they get back in the car, and it's on to the next exercise. But it's all done in a series of exercises that is, that is a series of certain things that the dog needs. So whether or not the dog is in protection mode or whatever, um, if he's searching for people, the dog's sitting there searching. And then when he finds that person, he's like, hey, dude, where's my payment? Where's my payment? Where's my payment? And they, they mark that behavior as soon as he finds them, and then they get to play the tug. So it's just like when they're sitting, they got five people on top of that guy arresting, and the dog's sitting playing fetch. He's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like that, I got it. You know, you know it's, just, it's just a game. It becomes a game. And that's what, they're, that's what they're completely motivated by because that tug toy, the only time they get that tug toy is when they complete an exercise. They don't get it for leisure time. It's only when you complete an exercise. So their whole time they're like, I want to play tug.
I don't want to play tug. I want to play because they ingrain that in them. That it's such a fun game. In reality, like you know, it can be anything. It can be a tennis ball. It can be whatever. But yeah, you, know, you you sit there and ingrain that that certain toy. They showed interest in it. You create more interest by making it so difficult for the dog to get it that they they're so driven to get in there and get it. It's like you create that prey drive from that they would smoke on a rabbit to that tug toy. Yeah. You can transcend it. So that way you can have controlled reaction. And so they, they become more, more motivated by these react, by, by, the, by the motivator. They're not motivated by the handler. They're motivated by the motivator, which would be the tug toy or the other ball. So different things that you can utilize to find out what her thing is. If it's you, then she's going to be motivated by saying, okay, I want to, I want to please this person. At the end of the day, they, they do want to please. And so it's about how you, how you transcend that, that, that rail of uh, motivators. So if you want it to be you and it's affection or it's treats or whatever, then they got to earn that affection all day long. You know what I mean? So it's like if, if you want it to be a motivator, well, then the tug toy sits up here. You sit, you lay down, you tug for two seconds, and it's over. Then, then they're motivated by that. But if you want them to be motivated by you, it's your attention. It's your affection. It's, you know, it's everything that you provide to them that they seek out. And that's what you make it different. But it, it, all, but it, becomes, it, becomes, uh, it becomes unconscious behavior to you once you get into the middle of doing it. At first, you're going to be like, oh, crap. You know, I was yeah. there just petting her, and she was just there, and she didn't earn it. And <laughs> <laughs> it was like, but the, it, it is. It's difficult. And it's not, it's, it, because it's more about figuring out your behavior in your mind first because you're, you're, you're questioning everything you're doing. Is this right? Did I do that right? You know? And so the dog's like, oh, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> what the hell is going on? Why is she? work on not saying no after so I always go, L's, no. Yeah, yeah. That's something that'll be hard. So that's the one thing. It's like you, you, can't, you can't ask for trust in something when you're using discipline. You know, it's like, it's just like, I don't want to go to you. <laughs> yeah. you, said, you said my name, but I don't know what's coming next, you know. Yeah. And that's where the unstableness comes from of uncertainty and confusion. So they're like, it's a, yeah. And she's like, you want me to respond to that, but at the, and half the time it's good and half the time it's bad. So when she does something, let's say she pulls or something bad, would it be the reaction so you, you know, you'd stop her, yeah. go, and then click? Yeah. Or double yeah. click, whatever it would be. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, if I, if I said, they're like two bucks at the store. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I feel like you, like, I just, you know, just TV and So, like, if you, um, so, like, if you get a clicker and you, and you tell her no, you're like, you're, you say no, and she, and she doesn't, that, that would be the, that would be the, the, the click or the double click. The no would be the double click. And if she continues to go forward, that's when the tension would come onto the lead. So you follow through. But you never, you never, this is the hardest part when it comes to discipline is that the word no is already in the process of tension. You're already like, no. So it's going to be no. Tension. Yeah, 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 you can use the word no, or you can just use the double click. So if she starts, if she starts, like you're on a walk and she's slowly getting ahead of you past the park. So like you have this, this area. You're like, you can be in this area. I don't care if you go that way, this way, behind me, in front, but you can be in this area. Once you get out of that imaginary area, I'm going to double click. And if you don't stop, I'm going to stop and go the other way. And that's where the tension will come in. But it's always just like, just like when you reward, it's 
click, reward, just like that. It's a double click tension or something, something other than that. That makes a lot of sense. And so, and, and that's, that's what makes it. And as soon as she, it, and if, if she responds to the double click, so you click, click, and she like slows down, you give it, you know, then you can tell her, good girl, that's a good job, and then you can mark that behavior shortly after that. You can go click, treat. Because she, she corrected herself, she came back, and so now you want to mark that behavior just reinforcing and saying, that's what I'm looking for. Right there, that's what I want. That's what I want. And you constantly reinforce, like, good girl, good job. That's a good girl, I like it like that. You know, you're walking down the street, you're like, good, good, you know, and she understands. She's like, okay, I'm doing good, I'm doing good, doing good. And then, and then eventually you make it to the whole walk, and then you can mark that behavior. But at the beginning, it's a lot of marking behavior saying, I want you next to me, I want you here, I want you right there. And then, and then as the time goes on, it's just you're just constantly reinforcing until you get to the entire walk, and then you can mark it at the end and say, awesome job, here's your reward. Like um for me it's like if I were you I would try it on your own and if you need help I can always come back. But I think it's uh, she's not so far gone that uh, you don't that you need like guidance yeah. every week, you know. Uh, oh, hey. Hold on. She's like, I'm bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, no. No. So, so and I make so and she gets so and she gets nervous like that. Hey. <laughs> so like, what would you, what would you want to do? Is this something you want her to behave with? This is where you would come in and tell her no, and bring her back. <clears throat> and then as soon as she comes back and she chooses something different, you would reward that behavior. So that, that to me is 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 saying, okay, I know you're not going to bite. I know you're just being nervous or reacting to your, your buddy out there, and it's causing her to have a reaction. So it's about making her work through those reactions, and then that's where you would mark the behaviors. Yeah. So. You a good girl? She's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> She's not sure. She goes, I don't know. I want to be a good girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so she comes over and she seeks, seeks the affection. She's like, am I doing it right? And, that, and that's the thing. And she's like, help me. Help me understand what I'm supposed to do. And that's what she wants to do. She wants to do whatever it is that you want to do. She's definitely a pleaser. She's not, it's not.